0: Welcome to the show. I'm the host of It Jeff. We are here to talk about some creepypastas. This is closing out our little ritual trio. Uh, If you collect all of these episodes and then put them in a little pile in front of your door, light them on fire, put one drop of blood on top of them, spin around three times, and then sit down, um, you'll summon Slenderman, I guess. (laughs) uh with me to talk about this story which is a no sleep story still a ritual called how to summon the butter street hitchhiker is past guest chris Luminello. <laughs> hello friends uh this is a very fun uh ritual creepy pasta sorry chris is very tickled by the ritual i gave at the top of the episode
1: <laughs> just the definition uh, slender
0: man i guess <laughs> yeah uh, I mean that's that's how I feel. Like every creepy pasta writer, when they get to what the monster will be, they're like, oh, "I've written all this excellent story. Now, time to come up with a new compelling monster." They crack their knuckles and then go, "I'm just gonna use Slenderman. <laughs> I'm gonna call him something else, but." I'm gonna call him the Blair Witch, or the Bye Bye Man, or the Tall Man, or the Midnight Man, but it's it's just gonna be some kind of long guy. <laughs> I don't oh, care. God. Um, anyway, the "How to Summon the Butter Street Hitchhiker" was written by Right Chris Wright on Reddit. This is a writer named Chris Hicks. You can follow him on Right Chris Wright at Twitter. Uh, hello if you're listening to this episode because I know sometimes authors will listen to the episodes. Uh, don't do that. It's not for you. Yeah, as a general rule, you don't want to listen to us talk about you. Uh, some writers have actually reached out and been like, thank you for the criticism. I appreciate that a lot. But, uh, I'm putting this disclaimer at the front because I want to be able to do criticism without it feeling like it's directed at the author because it's not. Because I think that it is lovely that all of you people write these stories, even if they're stories that I don't like.
1: So, uh, uh, just to reiterate don't listen to it because we're going to criticize it and our criticism for this one is it's pretty good yeah, i like this one <laughs> um so the story is
0: written f- uh, from the perspective of someone who did this uh ritual to summon a hitchhiker in his hometown butter street
1: i don't think that's the name of the
0: town. sorry in butter street in his hometown um <laughs> <laughs> listen it's early i didn't get to sleep till very late <laughs> Uh, it's not early, it's almost noon <laughs> It's the end of spring break, and I'm starting to lose my mind. Um, so you do this ritual on Butter Street. You have to do... Instead of laying out the ritual and then going with his experience, which would have been a very dry way to write it, we get uh, throughout every time something that is scripted, like something that is part of the ritual that the ghost always says or that you're always supposed to say, it will the uh, author will interject scripted uh, after that or unscripted if something is happening That is not part of the ritual. I
1: think we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Because the whole thing is, you pick up a ghosty.
0: Yeah, you pick up a ghost hitchhiker who then answers one question for you. If you do the ritual correctly. Like, who killed JFK? (laughs) No, it has to be a a personal question, uh, and it can be something that you don't. I mean, I guess unless you killed JFK and don't remember, or like your dad did. Or your dad is JFK. Oh. oh, oh. Uh, No, I think JFK Jr. is dead too. Oh, sad. Anyway. Any uh, descendants of JFK? Are there any? Did our RFK have any
1: kids? I guess that would be like his nephew, though. That counts. I mean, not a descendant of him. Yeah, but like haunted uncles with (laughs) big castles or whatever, that's what JFK had.
0: Haunted uncles with big castles absolutely sounds like a very weird algorithmically generated (laughs) pornography.
1: It's the only kind of like...
0: Um, So you go and pick up this hitchhiker, and you're not supposed to look at the hitchhiker, um, and the uh, hitchhiker seems to vary in appearance and is not like, like... it's been happening for a long time but the hitchhiker is always somewhat modern isn't uh, is not like it was when, it, when the things started happening in the 40s or
1: 50s or whatever. So right off the bat this one is better than the ones that we've covered previously because there is a specific reason you would want to do this. Exactly. Uh, so you have to start
0: your car at midnight and stay in the car with the car on. You can't turn the car off or get out of the car but you can't pick up the hitchhiker until 3 o'clock in the morning morning. So the author mentions that local police know about this, so if they see anyone hanging around like Butter Street at this time, they'll pull them over, make them turn off the car, and get out to end the game. Um, I like that it's one where you start the game, and then you wait a long time, and if you decide any time in that three hours that you don't want to do it.
1: You just have to stop. You just turn your car off and get out and the game's over. And I guess it's kind of funny because our previous creepypasta, we criticized that three hours was too long for that particular game. It feels way more appropriate in this one, where like it feels like it's building tension as opposed to you do the thing and then you hang out with a ghost who wants to kill you for three hours. This, um, this one also plays with the time of 3.33am because that is when
0: the hitchhiker gets out of your car. So you're only hanging out with the Hitchhiker for 33 minutes, which is pretty good, I think. Uh, The three hours build-up is, yeah, like you said, it builds tension. Um, It also gives you a chance to get out. We covered, uh, I guess a couple months ago at this point, Left-Right Game, which is one where you um, turn left and then right, and you have to, like, you're driving, you turn, make the first left you can make, make the first right you can make, see how far you can get. Um, In this one, it's a haunted game, and if you make a certain number of lefts and rights to enter some kind of alternate world Um but there's Ample opportunity you can make like 40 something lefts and rights Before you enter the other world and then You can um like just cancel The game at any point by
1: leaving Um is it a literal game like a video game
0: No it's like a it was like a story About uh similar to Your midnight game or summoning The hitchhiker gotcha. um I think it's based on like a Driving type of game like a Game that you would play in the car like, see how far you can get just driving left and right before you hit a dead end. Um, But I think we talked about in the episode, we've never heard of anyone playing such a game. Um, and the author presented in that story as if it was a thing everyone had heard of, like, I spy. Um Anyway, this one, the hitchhiker, when you pick him up, uh always a man, but varies in age and uh, appearance and fashion. And he is always soaking wet. Yeah, he enters the car wet and says, it's a bad night for rain and you have to say, is there ever a good night in response? And he laughs, and then you're that means you're in the game.
1: Now remember, because this
0: is going to come back later. Yes. Um, so you, uh, this author went and filled up with gas, and then went to the bathroom at, like, 11.45 and then started the car at midnight and waited, uh, drove around the county, he said, so that he wouldn't get pulled over by the cops and then drove to Butter Street with, like, half kept his GPS on so he would know when he would have to start driving to
1: Butter Street to make it on time. Something that I also want to point out uh, that I like about this one is there are a bunch of very specific rules and suggestions, but unlike the stupid Disney World one, they all make sense uh, in a way where this could have been happening for very a very, very, very long time.
0: Yeah, there's uh, the plausible deniability that you get with it um, is you don't know where Butter Street is. Uh, and if you try it on Butter Street
1: and it doesn't work, you just have the- the wrong town. Right. And he keeps saying, like, you know, it's better to have a four-door car or make sure that he sits behind you and not next to you. And it's like, these are things that people who have tried to do this have figured out. And that makes it feel a lot more reasonable. Also, the way the ghostie is characterized... He's not super malevolent, it, uh, it almost, not sensibly,
0: Yeah, it almost seems like he doesn't know that he's a ghost and doesn't know that he has evil, like, power.
1: Yeah, he seems um, like an okay
0: guy. Yeah, it's just if you break the ritual, unspecified bad things happen to you. Um, so you, when you stop to pull over, um, you leave the car on and in drive, but you pull the emergency brake up. You turn off everything but the car. So the lights, the AC, the radio, phone, it says. Does that mean your cell phone? I guess. Uh, You unlock the car doors three times. I don't know if that means, like, unlock, lock, unlock,
1: lock, unlock, or if it just means click unlock three times. Well, this is one of those details that I kind of like, where it feels like uh, someone did this, and it definitely didn't have any bearing, but it felt like it did. So, like, you do that kind of like when you are playing Pokemon, and you throw the ball, and And it's like, oh, you tap A, tap A, or whatever you're doing. Hold B and down. Everyone (laughs) knows. Yeah, it totally works. But, like, it doesn't. It just feels like it works.
0: Yeah. Uh, the author even says um, the rules posted online had small variations but attempts that contained the following actions had the highest rate of success so we don't know that you have to do these things but like the community uh, within the fiction of this story around the hitchhiker game um,
1: has determined that like everyone who succeeds did these things and it seems to suggest by a lot of the details that the author gives that a lot of people have tried this yeah and like that's why there is so much information about it and I think that a much more interesting way than like you know you have to get to the spooky mirror and all this dumb shit that doesn't make any sense yeah it and doing
0: it in this narrative way allows you to build in some of that stuff that you don't get in uh one that is just written out as a list of rules um where it feels like there's never a question reading this one where i'm like well how do you know it's just like I don't know, people tried it, they figured it out Someone probably discovered this by accident I mean, within the fiction, because it's obviously not real. Um, roll down all the windows press the brake pedal three times, turn the headlights back on, wait three minutes If he's not there by 3.03am, then you did something wrong. Um, so then the hitchhiker shows up to this dude's Subaru, says it's a bad night for rain, almost doesn't respond Um, he sees uh like, average height guy dressed in a Dr. Dre t-shirt with the cover to the- the chronic on it, red windbreaker and, excuse me, dark denim jeans. Um, you have to keep the lights off in your car. You can look in the mirror, but you're not supposed to look at the guy's face, um, until the very end. Um, then he finally does the response, and he, uh, over the course of the story, the story discovers that this is, like, a young black man who looks, uh, his fashion suggests that he's from, like, the late 90s. Um, and they have, like, a friendly conversation which I thought was really cool because usually a hitchhiker, like ghost hitchhikers there was one in the left-right game actually There's a ghost hitchhiker in that one who's a total asshole and he tries to trick you into answering questions and if you answer his questions it's very bad for you.
1: Yeah, this guy just seems alright.
0: Yeah, he seems like a nice, nice. guy.
1: Yeah, I like the idea that you can, like, that you're helping out this ghost in some way. There is one scene where he's maybe a little too nice but we'll get to that. Right.
0: Um, so you, uh, have to ask him where are you headed and he He says, I'm headed to see my girl. I worked for late shift tonight. Thought I'd pop in to surprise her. Uh, His response to this question was always different. Um, So, like, other hitchhiker heads uh, on the web are all theorized that it's, like, not the same guy. That, like, it's someone following a similar routine, but they have different responses and different appearances, so it's, like, not the same spirit. Which is cool. I like that. Um, Then he gives you directions, and you have to follow them. Um, I think every direction he gives in the story that we see is a right turn. Is that accurate? Maybe. Let me look. Yeah, I don't think there's any left turns. I think it's just right turns. I think there's one turn. There's... I'm just searching right. <laughs> uh, there is... Oh, you have to turn your wipers on, even though it's not raining. That's also a scripted part of the game. So you make a right here, he says first, uh, at the end of Butter Street. And then uh, take a right up here. Um, and then, oh, this right coming up. So yeah, it is all rights, which is interesting. He makes three turns in the game uh, while well, that he tells us, and all of them are right turns. So three, two, three, three three. Three right turns brings you back to where you started or close hmm. depending on how far you go um, and at the end of the game he is back where he started too when he lets the hitchhiker out and like re-enters the normal world because as he's driving he notices all of the lights are off now there's no other cars on the road uh, when he was on the way there the taco bell that was open is no longer open um, and there's like no cars in the driveway either so uh the drive continues and they like have this back and forth Um where he's like, what is a weird thing that happened to you? And the um, it's interesting. We get this little mini story about the author, the narrator, going to... Uh, he's like, what's a spooky thing you did? And he goes to Ohio State Reformatory, uh, which is where they filmed Shawshank Redemption. Now I'm thinking we could probably find where this is. Um, Butter Street. Mansfield, Ohio? Uh, Butter Street near Mansfield, Ohio. (laughs) Is there any reason to think that he wasn't traveling to Shawshank? Uh, Just because it says in the story, um, I was on an overnight ghost hunt at the Ohio State Reformatory. It's an old prison up in Mansfield. Mm. Not specifying the state tells me they're in the same state. Okay, that's reasonable. Um, I guess I don't know for sure that Ohio State Reformatory is in Ohio. But that's a good guess. Yeah, it is uh, Mansfield, Ohio. So that is a little clue. We could probably find Butter Street if we did a little research, but I'm not doing that research right now. Um, so he relates this story about how he saw a ghost here because the warden um, accidentally killed his wife um, in the prison. His gun fell out, uh, fell out of the closet and went off by accident. Um which I'm just realizing maybe plays into something later in the story. So uh, <laughs> the there's like a little unscripted banter about how awful it must be to have your life cut short like that, the ghost says. Um, so he eventually, uh, he says, you got any family, scripted, and the um, driver responds, we don't know if this is scripted or unscripted. He says, I used to, just me now. Um, the ghost responds with something unscripted, uh, gets some something more unscripted, than drops him off. And you have to... You pull on the shoulder, turn the lights radio off, and engage the parking brake, but leave the car and drive like usual. Uh, You don't have to do the locking and unlocking. You just unlock the car. You don't watch him get out. You just stare at your hands on the steering wheel, and the hitchhiker will come around to the driver's side window and uh, say, thanks for the ride. Do you have a question for me? Um, Completely devoid of personality or emotion, which I think is an interesting topic. Uh, and our driver in a panic Says is she at peace Does she blame me and he like Gets very nervous um, because you're Supposed to look up at the hitchhiker After you ask your question looks up at the hitchhiker And the hitchhiker says that's two questions My friend
1: and this is a really Tense part of the story I like this a lot Yeah this is a good moment like the narrator is Very aware that he made a mistake when he Says this and we the reader don't know how how It's going to play out yeah uh, are we finally Going to see this ghosty bee, be Scary mean. be mean um, uh, and then he doesn't.
0: I think the implication here is that because the driver was nice to the ghost and like engaged him in a conversation instead of just like staying silent to use him for his power, that he's being generous. Um, so the ghost says, but since you were kind enough to save me from walking all this way in the rain, I'll answer you. It's not raining. It's, yeah, it's also not raining. That's important to specify. Um, and he leans down directly into the face of our narrator and says, she's not at peace and she does blame you. So in addition to, He does answer the question, but it is not a nice answer. Uh, and he says, "Drive safe," and leaves. And um, he's back on Butter Street, and his car is like facing the the like river, the like edge of the river bridge. Um, but he drives back onto the road, and he uh, thinks about all of the cars that drive off the pit in Butter Street. Uh, speculates maybe they played, uh, maybe those cars aren't from people who played the game wrong. Maybe they all played it right, but couldn't handle his respect to their question and the uh, author the narrator rather seems to be saying he's going to be going back and he looks at a photo of abigail my abigail he says "Taken two weeks before she died um this is i think that there's a chance that there's like an implication here that maybe this author is that prison warden
1: yeah maybe uh, in, in any case it's a bit of parallelism yeah there's definitely parallelism uh i mean the ghost the current ghost also says like i'm going to see my gal and yeah, like... life without her would be just empty. Um, and
0: him mentioning like having someone having your life cut off so tragically short,
1: it's like the ghost seems to know what he's gonna ask, yeah, because that seems to be what they all ask, maybe. Um, I also think that this moment is a well written and b interesting characterization because we spend the whole time thinking that being told that the ghost is malevolent but it only behaves benevolently, uh, I think that there's reason to believe that this ghost does not know the answer. But is only giving the answer that will, like, drive the narrator to insanity.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, you can ask. Uh, there's a list of the stuff you can ask. Um, I'm gonna search question real quick, because I'm not quite sure. Okay. It has to be something personal but unknowable. You can't ask for lottery numbers or things like that. People have supposedly asked about locations of lost heirlooms, the exact date and time of their death, the fate of long lost relatives, all sorts of personal questions that have no other way way of knowing so i think that it's like interesting that the narrator specifically asks something about the afterlife basically someone who died um it it's he doesn't ask something about his own life he doesn't ask something that he can verify is true but there are questions that people have supposedly asked that are verifiable
1: mm. um this story is on reddit the the comment with the highest upvotes by someone named silas crane says consider the possibility that all those cars ended up in the pit weren't there because they played the game wrong, or because they couldn't handle the truth. Maybe they ended up down there because the hitchhiker knew exactly what lie he needed to tell them to send them over the edge. Which I think is a totally valid and interesting way to read it. Yeah. Uh, And it casts like this interesting sort of double characterization of the hitchhiker.
0: Yeah, I I like the hitchhiker. I think that he's a nice guy, but also he's an evil ghoulie. Yeah, it might be an evil ghost that's sending people to their death. There's also somewhat of an implication that maybe um, The people who die On the Butter Street Bridge Become more Hitchhiker spirits
1: Yeah they've I, I think for Whatever it's worth That that's exactly What happens And then whoever Is currently You know Possessed or embodied Or whatever Whatever form it takes Like maybe they go away Yeah Like you have to Like it follows You gotta give it you to pass someone Pass it on Yeah
0: Um. So he says He's going back To see the hitchhiker But he says He's wearing A gray Adidas hoodie And jeans And if somebody Out there Reading this Picks up the hitchhiker Later on and sees something similar in mm, Typo And sees something similar in Get in their backseat. Nope uh, Well then I guess we've solved Part of the mystery um, He ends with the This implication that uh, It's about to start raining And that he's already Like under the spell And will go become The hitchhiker um, I think that I'm, I'm interested to see, it. I would, I, there doesn't seem to be much implication about what he's going to ask the hitchhiker next.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's nothing and maybe that's one of the things the hitchhiker can do, sort of like pique your interest and then get you to come back and that's when you, you know,
0: Yeah, maybe die. it'll rain and he'll just careen off the road by
1: accident. Yeah, it says specifically too, as I look outside, the skies are cloudy, but I hope the weather holds up for a drive later. All of that, it rains when these people die. The yeah. injury is, uh... Pretty good. Yeah, uh, I like this story. I do too. Uh, what do you like about it? Um, I think that. <sighs> it's structured in a way that is smart like the sort of not flashback necessarily but like having all these rules and then going back to them all the time and then there's an there's an arc for the narrator yeah. which is interesting like we are it's not just a list of rules we are grounded in the story of the narrator experiencing this and I also like that the narrator is kind of self-aware which I don't think other people who become the hitchhiker are like he has the wherewithal to say hey we can figure some of this out if I die like yeah this is how you'll know rather than just being like yeah I'm under this ghost spell well, time to go die yeah i I think that it's um it fits
0: it's one of the a lot of no sleep stories fit the format of a post on it's hard to discuss there's like no sleep the actual subreddit and then there's no sleep the fictional subreddit which the real one pretends to be sometimes where you post scary things that have actually happened to you but no sleep the real subreddit is not exclusively posts of people posting on No Sleep talking about scary things that have happened to them. Fictional scary things that have happened to fictional themselves. It is also sometimes just like normal narrative short horror. Um, But this sticks to the classic of it's like, hey, what's up, Reddit? I'm posting this on No Sleep because it's a scary thing that happens. Click like and subscribe, fam. Um, It it has that uh, like thing at the beginning. I like that. I like that um, epistolary format, which is definitely one of those words I use too much on this show but it fits a lot because that's creepy pastas. <laughs> this one was also written in October 2018 wow um, so it hit like pretty well
1: I think that the author also made a lot of really deliberate choices that, that pay off mm. like it, this feels like someone who wrote it knew what they were doing and weren't just like wouldn't it be cool to make a Slender Man story it's more like I'm going to tell a story and I'm going to be very very careful with how I do so and it really it pays off like, they did a good job yeah it feels um, intentional feels like all good horror
0: that it has something to say about grief and loss and death Um, all of the best horror things I think the uh, boogeyman is secretly sadness Um, it's what I like about Duke it's what I like about Hereditary it's what I like about you it's what I like about the haunting of Hill House (laughs) Um, It's such a weird thing um, to be sort of surprised with that in a story because I went into it being like another ritual creepypasta and then it ends up being something else.
1: Yeah I, I also feel like you can kind of project the meaning that you want onto the hitchhiker figure which is pretty cool like you know is it malevolent trying to trick someone is it actually powerless and was were all of these people who you know, got hurt and became the hitchhikers. Were they going to do it anyway? Like, does it even matter really? Cause these are stories about grief. These are stories about people who are not well, who are trying to do something drastic, like commune with the dead because they are so dissatisfied with something in their lives. Yeah. Like it's, it's cleverly designed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this idea of inevitability, I think in, in horror is one that's interesting. Like, um, it's, it's got this aspect to it. Like there's, Nothing else that ever could have happened besides he would go see the hitchhiker, the hitchhiker would tell him something he didn't want to hear, and he would go back to see the hitchhiker and perhaps join him. I wonder
1: if the hitchhiker is just telling you what you believe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That, that's part of the reason why it's a good story. Like, it's we, up I want to talk about it. Exactly. It's open to
0: interpretation. Um, I would place this probably in one of, in, like the list of the best stories that I've had to read for the show. Um, that's not saying much, but I do think... That- <laughs> I do think that this is a genuinely good story, Yeah. but also most of the stories I read for the show are very bad, so when something is, like, um, professional quality in any way, and it, it makes it in front of my eyes, I'm like, oh, God, finally... <laughs> Like that GIF of Gordon Ramsay, uh, <laughs> uh, finally getting some good food. Um, it's a good one. I recommend that you go read it instead of listening, to, instead of having listened to this episode about it. <laughs> um, that's all we have to say. Do you want to plug anything? No. Okay. We can plug. Actually, that still be happening. Uh, Leah's exhibit will still be at Cult Party, fifty-three Waterbury Street in Brooklyn. Uh, you'll have already missed the opening ceremony that we talked about in the first episode here with Chris. But I believe the exhibit will be up for a full Month after
1: that um, uh, There's also currently A GoFundMe page uh, For something that I'm not going to talk about on here Because I don't want to be a big bummer uh, But Jeff has the link for it Right, we talked about it on the Three episodes with Heather, you can go to
0: Bit.ly slash Moses Fund uh, You can help Chris out with some uh, Unfortunate medical bills For a pet, everyone is okay Now, but you know, it still Costs a lot of money, well not every one is okay. Yeah, it was, okay it was it was very bad it's was it was a bad time we're not gonna talk about it anymore that's it's fun. a bad time <laughs> uh it was a very sad thing that happened but uh that doesn't mean that just because it happened that it's over uh so go help out i know some listeners have given and thank you very thank much you. for doing that I truly thank you so much um again that's bit.ly slash moses fund m-o-s-e-s-f-u-n-d you can follow me on Mastodon, cool biz slash at jeff patreon.com slash jeff jk one dollar a month gets you some stuff uh, instagram and snapchat jeff jk creepypods fan group on facebook CreepyPodsta on twitter you can follow uh, you can message me anywhere and ask for an e- uh link to the discord email uh, on the discord you can share pictures of your pets um, or creepy suggestions for stories talk about the shows past guests hosts are on there um, that's i think all we have to say about this one it's a bad night for rain Pain, pain,